was popping was popping was popping welcome nikki and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and on this episode we're gonna be talking about the hidden gems and i'm talking about branding and business gems that netflix documentaries have that we just never talked about before so we're gonna talk about it on this episode the top five mistakes that personal brands are making right now and then we have a new question of the day strong team or brilliant idea what's more important to a brand slash business success moose how are we feeling about this episode those five mistakes that brands are making today are beyond common. So if I were you, I would stay tuned for that one. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, X, all of those great platforms, but it's amazing for pre-recorded videos too, like a podcast, like uh, courses, that whole nine, amazing for your Zoom calls and your Google Meets. But uh, we're giving away... 14 days for free on us if you go to www.nickymoose.com slash ecam that's e-c-a-m-m and get that 14 day trial on us moose how we feeling man feeling pretty good feeling pretty good um crazy to think i, I was just thinking about what number of episodes we're on i know we haven't mentioned this in quite a minute but i'm like yes yeah, yeah, 154. Yeah, 154. We're here. We're here. Big. We're here now. That's big. Yeah, yeah, that's big. That's big. But yeah, no, things are good, man. Chilling. Um, you know, I've been I've been finding some new ways. So, so I had this thought, right? I said, yeah. when social media first came out, most people were using the platforms to be social, right? They were giving life updates, socializing with each other. As social media has expanded and become so much more than just that. We now go to social media for entertainment and education and a lot of different things. But for people who are trying to be creatives on the platform or contribute and create more content on the platform, when you spend time or too much time on the platforms to get ideas of what to post, mm-hmm. I feel over time, it actually drains your creativity. So I say that to say, mm. I had that epiphany uh, this week and I said, you know what? Instead of scrolling for ideas, I'm going to start doing some some Netflix, you know, I'm going to get on Netflix and see uh, what's what's going on over there. Like, let okay. me, I, I don't, I haven't tuned into no shows. I haven't really watched any movies. I think the last movie I might've seen was the the, the movie about um, Michael Jordan, you know, getting his sneaker deal air or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I went on Netflix yesterday, browsing, 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 which by the way, can someone please let me know if there are any social media accounts that are specific to what movies and documentaries 
you should watch now. I think that's such a great idea. Like, mm. imagine that. That's so brilliant. It's like, yo, That'd this is the... That would be good, right? Because I want uh, at least 15 minutes yesterday just browsing, watching different trailers, trying to find something that I like. Long story short, eventually I ended up on Jake Paul's documentary, which is such a good, pretty one. dope, I must admit. Yeah, it's really good. Pretty dope. So I got even, even got some lessons from it, man. I, the, the first line, you know, just like his brother saying, yo, he tricked you guys into thinking that he's a boxer. He's really a promoter. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, dude is a dude is a marketer, and it was just really confirmation to me, Nick, that no matter what type of business you're in, no matter what kind of brand you're trying to build, you have to do marketing. You have mm -hmm. building branding and marketing skills is absolutely necessary. There's no way around it, and so uh, that was a really good lesson. And um, so yeah, that was kind of my uh, my takeaway from the week, and just you know. That's the only lesson the, you got out of it. There was well, that was well, a well. There was really, more actually. The one, the one that you shared with me. There was one that you shared with me that I thought was really good. What's the one, yeah, name a couple? Because you shared one with me that was so dope. Hold on. So, some of because I also watched it. I watched it on one of the flights that I was on, and um, one one thing that I know when it comes to to the Paul brothers is that everything is done intentionally. So even though people weren't taking him serious about the boxing, he strategically picked his fighters. So if you pay attention and, and I still watch. yeah, shout out to everybody who are actual boxing fans. Y'all probably figured this out, but he picks like you old retired or haven't been doing anything UFC fighters and entertainers, right? He literally picks them to get into the ring. Why? Because this is kind of like his reps. So if I'm trying to look good, I one, he markets himself as the villain. People weren't going to take him serious. So he still has to kind of make himself still look good, but there is a little bit of doubt, right? Meaning if you're picking an actual person who used to fight then there's a little bit of doubt that you should you should loot like for let like, this person may win mm -hmm. they haven't mm -hmm. necessarily now the nate robinson one i don't that was that was a joke but the actual like the ufc fighters you know those are ones that people were ex kind of expecting jake to lose but he actually won the only one that he he lost was when he actually fight fought a boxer. He fought uh, Tyson Fury's son, I believe. So yeah. it's the setup of if I want to, and this is, this goes with marketing, where if I want to look like I'm running this game now, then I need to. What I need to do is actually position myself. To do that, I may really be not the greatest, but at the moment, I'm going to pick this person or use this influencer or do that to make sure at least I'm I'm getting your attention. Not necessarily I'm the best, but I'm getting your yeah. attention. And he he's he's done that. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that that was the one that I took away from when you shared you know, your notes with me, I say, yo, the fact that he intentionally positioned himself to be the villain. That's, mm -hmm. 
That's 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 some serious stuff, man. Like I don't think people really realize that you know everyone wants to be liked and loved and appreciated for what they do. It takes it takes a serious amount of courage to say, yeah, but that's not what really grabs attention. That's not marketable. Let's be yeah. the villain instead. You know, it's like let's be the Joker instead of being Batman. So uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was dope. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe a new segment on the way. I don't know, Nick's, but hey, because I got more, I got some I, I got something that that I saw on Netflix too. So we may just have to watch random documentaries or books and just kind of make it into a thing. The last, but one thing I didn't, I'm surprised that you didn't point out was when he does his MVP promotions, like the business that he actually created around it. He actually found a business partner that. Uh, knows all about the business side and the and the fighting side. He is literally just the talent and the marketing genius behind the actual uh, business. But he found somebody to to take care of the politics, to take care of the business side, and and those types of partnerships really need to be shown a little bit more because we look at the talent as oh, this is the business genius but really nine out of ten times the front runner especially if they're a personal brand they're the marketing genius behind the brand they're yeah. not that so it's rare some are really great business uh owners and, and and great business people that knows how to work those situations but nine out of ten times they have a a business partner that takes care of that and the people who are uh who are shown as as upfront? They're the they're the marketing side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's very true. It's like it's easier to focus on one thing instead of having a rip and run between what I've called on on the podcast on other episodes the why and how person. It's like yo, you could mm -hmm. be just one of those people instead of trying to do both. So it's it's uh, much easier that way for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. As for me, I mean, I was in Netflix too. Uh, but for a different reason, uh, so I saw something and it, and it pissed me off, which made me go back and watch a certain documentary. I saw this particular video run through my, uh, timeline and I was very, very confused. What's up guys. This is a big day because as of right now, fire festival two tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here. And it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this. Yeah, no one cares. Um, so <laughs> for those people <laughs> who don't know who that is, uh, that's the guy who went to jail for the fire festival. Y'all remember that festival where we saw a uh, picture of like a cheese sandwich, some tents, and people just super disgruntled. And it was all what's what's the guy's name? Billy? His name is Billy, right? Billy. I don't remember, but I know oh. I know we covered this when it first happened. Oh, Billy, I got it. Billy McFarlane. Billy McFarlane went to jail for four years, I believe. It was supposed to be like six, but four years for fraud for saying, hey, this festival is coming through and uh, it never did. The fact that he's doing another one, and here's where it pissed me off, it's actually sold out. Uh. 
It's actually sold out. So I'm, I went into Netflix like, all right, let me watch the, the, the documentary, the, the greatest party that never happened. The reason why I watched it was because there was really, really, really good, like marketing and branding lessons from it that I don't know if people really picked up. And so I, I had to go back and write them down because I'm like, I'm curious if he is just going to run it back again the same way because it worked the first time. So for example, right? Like he of course got all the best and, and trending models to go to this particular Island that he supposedly bought, right? The, the Pablo Escobar uh, Island. So he got all these with no real direction. There was no, so, not mm -hmm. somebody who was saying, Hey, we're going to do this commercial go here. Is, here's the different scenes. It was more of just show your life. Hello, let's show your life. And they did that strategically because they knew when the models were going to post the, uh, their pictures and their videos, they were going to hashtag fire festival. And now everybody's like, wait, hold on. What is this? So the power of, of, you know, influencers is still real situation, even back then, because one, he did that Two, uh, when he announced it, he coordinated everybody to post at 5 PM. Right. So 5 PM, there was this post of like this orange tile. Right. And it was like coming soon, go to fire festival.com or something, something to that effect. But he was getting all these top influencers. He had Kendall Jenner wired her $250,000 to post about the festival. Right. So the looking at that from like a launch strategy of everybody's involved who, like, what time are we doing that? What are we posting? And are we actually investing in maybe some other influencers that have a higher reach and make them like seem as if they're interested as well. Right. So that was one thing. Now, what I found very funny was the same thing that got fire festival sold out, which was social media, which were post was the same reason why they canceled it and it became a whole disaster. So for those wow. people who don't know the story, uh, they like did this in the Bahamas. They were supposed to do it at another Island. They messed up because they weren't supposed to say Pablo Escobar, uh, Island. And they did in the very first second. So they couldn't use that Island no more. They found the section in the Bahamas and it was not ready by the time all these people came to the festival. So granted, everybody's documenting things. And what, even though the influencers who had millions and millions of followers that made it sold out and brought so much attention to fire festival, a person who had 400 followers posted a picture about some cheese sandwiches and it went beyond viral and uh, made uh, them cancel the actual festival and get all this different backlash because it was, 
you know, it was documented how bad it was. So people were showing videos of the tents and the, the horrible conditions, you know, they were, uh, left with no food and, and all this crazy stuff. But it was just the one post of that sandwich that ruined everything. So it's not only how are you depicting it in, on social media to bring them in, it's also making sure the experience is good because the people on there can either heighten the brand or completely destroy it at the same time. So like I had to go through that, that documentary real quick. Cause I'm just like, if he's going to run it back, what is maybe some of the lessons that, uh, that he's going to take with him? W one smart thing that I think you would, you enjoy, not enjoy, but you may give him props because he was running out of money. I don't, I don't know how he got all this money. Right. But he kept running out of money. So one of the things that he did was those, uh, what was it? The contactless like, uh, wallets, like those, those wrist, those wrist things that like you hit it towards the, uh, what is it? The payment situation and it takes your money. Right. So they had these bracelets and they said, Hey, put money into it. People are putting 5,000, 10,000, like in the email, sign up for your wallet. And before they're even there, right? Sign up for your wallet. People are already uh, contributing three to five thousand dollars in their wallet right now. So that's how he was getting some of the money as wow. well. Was people to get already? Like yes. Smart. I said, Smart. how are we're not thinking of things like that? That's very very interesting. So, um. That was dope. But then also uh, the need of influencers, like some influencers will just post for the stay. So they were, they were promised this like luxury uh, villa situation. If they posted four posts, if you post four posts here, you get this lavish villa that was never there. They had to go for a, a tent that had like air mattresses and cheese sandwiches. It was just, it was such a disaster. It was, I just don't the understand. Fact that the, yeah. The fact <laughs> that the public can come back and trust somebody again after that, it just shows, man. Right. Some of the, some of the, some of the good people listening to this, y'all making this too complicated sometimes. I mean, sold out. Yeah, so don't that, make it so complicated. That's but, crazy. So, so, so maybe okay. In your opinion, why do you think that got sold out again? I think people are just. I think people are just curious, man. First off, I I think the human race is a lot more forgiving than we we you know make them seem not to be. If that makes sense, you know, because like I think of other situations like. You know, and I don't want to mention names because it's probably not the greatest example, but it's the only one that comes to mind. But I think of situations where you'd be like, yo, there's no way dude is coming back from that time and time again. Even though it may not fully be what it once was, people are still very accepting, either because they just want to rally behind, similar to what we said, the villain and see like, 
wait, but can can they do it? Yeah, people want to see it either to see it succeed or see it fail. But either way, you're spending money and so you're contributing, you know, to the success of it. So I gotta say, man, this it's just, I'm just looking at it from the side of all of the the good-hearted people who probably overthink, you know, their their chances at success. And here's somebody who's like, listen, um, you know, I, I know I screwed up and I did time for it, but um, let's come back and do it again. How about that? So. So I just I just looked it up. Oh, I just looked it up where it said uh, pre-sale range is uh, $4.99 for the first 100 tickets to $7,999 for the final pre-sale. Wow. Wow. I'm, That's crazy. Right. That's more Super Bowl tickets to some extent or for some, right. some of the Super Bowl tickets at least. Wow. I'm, I'm so confused. Like how... How are we here again? How? Um, but I think for me, you know, there's there's the the thought of this has to go this time because you can't be that dumb. Right. Like, I think people are, are looking at it like you can't be that dumb to do it again. And mess like up. you and mess up. You have to you have to come through with this. Probably also, let, let's, let's, let's be real. My man came out with, what, two documentaries after two? There was one on Netflix. There was one on Hulu. I think the one he actually did was on Hulu. And so he, know, like, maybe the investors knows, oh, we're going to get coverage on this. Because then I could go, if all fails, this man is horrible. How it was probably dumb of me to believe it after he's done this before. Like, they could play victim. They could play victim. But if it, if it goes well, oh, they look like, of course. yo, the, we believed in the underdog. So. It just, it just shows how much how much you could get away with just by simply trying to the fact that he came back and tried again, you know, I think like, he was in the hole for like 38 million or something yeah, like that's that. Wild. That's wild. It was, it, it was a crazy amount that he was, uh, but once again, shout out to Netflix, Hulu, all this documentary stuff, because, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is all documented, but the, He's, I will say, from a from a marketing side, the team who did it was is really really dope. I wouldn't say he, he was the brain behind of it. There was a there was a specific media team that did that. Um, as far as the orange tile showing, like, and one thing that I saw was that as it got closer to the date. And this is something to put in, in mind as far as anybody who's doing an event or some type of launch. People were looking for updates as far as what does the site look like? Like, where is it going to be? Where's the What are the rooms going to look like? What are, um, you know, is any of the performers, is there any videos of them saying that they're coming? You know, so as... Thing get things get closer. People are looking for 
any type of updates and they weren't getting that. They were still getting the same, how do I say this? The same footage from that initial commercial, initial shoot of them announcing everything. They just sold a lifestyle of these different influencers and these models and how everything is supposed to be amazing. And then it all started to make sense to the people who were actually there. But that's something to, to, to keep in mind. Like when you announce something, how are you now revealing some type of updates? Um, when, when I, when I think about it, like, let's say if we're doing, if we're doing a book or something, right. What are some updates that you could show? Maybe you got the first copy of the book. Maybe you are, uh, if, if we're talking, which we'll get into the creator of the week, maybe you giving out the actual product or, you know, service, showing it in real life, what people are thinking about it. So um, when it comes to events, the setup, you know, the actual the venue, where is it going to be? What is the thought process? So it's, it's if you have not seen the, the FIRE documentary, I think you should just for the simple fact of those branding and marketing, uh, you know, tactics because it's sold out. So we can't negate that something that was an idea that did not complete actually sold out because they sold the lifestyle. So some not to really pass through. That's why I was like, oh, let me let me go watch this because this man's about to do it again, and I'm so confused. Yeah, it's crazy. Reminds me of the guy from WeWork. There's a really good documentary about him too, or just about the WeWork brand in general. Mm -hmm. But the what what happened with them? So that's a that's another good story. That's Cover that next week or so. Uh, let us know what uh, documentary shows uh, on on Netflix that you watched this week because. Clearly, we were both on the same page with this one. Mm -hmm. uh, now let's talk about the creator of the week. And this one is a little bit different just because we don't normally go with like high celebrities as creator of the week. However, this week is Fat Joe because of the hustle that he has with his sneakers, okay? I ain't seen a celebrity or influencer go from like door to door, celebrity to celebrity, influencer to influencer like Fat Joe is doing right now. So for those people who don't know, uh, Fat Joe is releasing a Terror Squad Air Force One collab that looks pretty fire, right? But what's interesting is that when celebrities normally launch something they gift their all their celebrity friends the actual product but mm -hmm. you don't necessarily see them hand it to them per se right like you you see them opening it the actual person who received it open their mailbox open the box like oh look what so-and-so gave me well fat joe has been literally everywhere espn uh, Little John, Ludacris, all his celebrity friends. He actually uh, also has J-Lo. Trust me, what sis, you've been waiting for these. These are the Terror Squad Air Force Ones. <laughs> I had to come gift them to you. I mean, everybody Oh, yeah. 
You see them right there? Oh, yeah. That's two pairs? Two pairs. We got them for you. Is different color? Different colors. And, uh... This is I'm love. in rehearsal right now. Too. Ooh. This, 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 this oh, I love this. And that's that yeah, ice blue. Softer, that's softer your type now. of thing, yes, you, you know? know what it is. But guess what? We got breaking news for the people out there. <laughs> Finally, in stores today, all the up and YT stores <laughs> today? today, today, right now, breaking news. Jenny's back on the block. That's it. And we here. So can we can we talk about how strategic that was? Because let me get J-Lo. How, how many, I, I don't want to mess it up because oh. I, I messed it up last time with how many followers yeah. she had. 251 million followers. Okay? Wow. Yes, all my other friends have 3,000, 13,000, 20,000, 50,000 million followers. But my friend right here has 251 million. Let me give her to, sh let me get, the shoe to her, but also say that it is dropping on my store today. today so I can mm. get all that traffic, not only right. from my own social media, but also JLo's social media and all her audience. And let me sell out in, I believe, eight minutes. You mm. got to give it up to, to Fat Joe with how he is doing this launch for his sneaker Shout out to 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 Joe. Uh, if you want to pass the sneaker over here to to the two of us, uh, more than welcome. But we wanted to give the flowers because I think his strategy right now like is it. so hands on and not depending on the influencer or the celebrity to actually show it. He's like, come on, let mm -hmm. let let's do a video right now about it. Here, I got it for you. He even did. Um, I think he strategically went to Breakfast Club to give it to Envy and uh, and Charlemagne to then sit down and do an interview as well. Mm. So he was like, no, I'm just dropping off the sneakers. Oh, well, if you want me to sit down, hello. I, oh, let's, wow. Let's do an interview as well because this is going to be great brand awareness for me. So... Shout out to Fat Joe. I think, I think his strategy is fire. I like it. What you think about that? I've, I feel like he's taking a page out of Khaled's book. That's that's some real DJ Khaled type stuff. But you know what? I'm not mad at it because clearly it's working. They're, these guys are, uh, they're they're up there, man. I I think there is rumors that Khaled is probably chasing a billion too now with just everything he has going on. So. Gotta be close. I, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's gotta I be, be close. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But hey, shout out to Fat Joe. Now, we 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 building off of of last week, people. So last week we did the top five personal branding strategies from successful entrepreneurs. This time we are doing uh, top five mistakes that you should avoid as personal brand. So, so strategy last week, mistakes this week, and we have some really good ones that super interested to talk about. First one is going to be from our own episode with Anthony O'Neill. When we asked him, what is 
one of the major brand mistakes that people make. And this was his answer. One of the earliest mistakes that I made uh, was not sitting down and writing down the vision for where I wanted to go with the brand. I just went out there and just did whatever. If you gave me a mic in, in any room, I just said and did whatever. If you put me in front of someone, I became that person. Hmm. One of the biggest mistakes I've made earlier on in my career was saying yes to everything. Hmm. When I should have said no to 90% of the things I said yes to. One of the problems that I see with people today is they don't spend time to write their vision. In the book of Proverbs says where there is no vision, that's where people perish. And so it's like the reason why I didn't grow as fast, mature as fast, build wealth as fast is because I didn't have a clear vision. Man, one of those super critical points that often go unappreciated, but when you think about why certain people run into areas where there's a shortage of money, it really is because one of those reasons, or for that reason, I should say, I actually was just talking to a member in our community and I loved it because he went through a training of ours and immediately just started ripping, running, building all these different things, dropping stuff in the chat, like, hey, give, give me some feedback. And immediately I already knew, I was like, okay, this guy is, is moving like a true pilot. And he is doing his thing. But I love the, the ability to actually do things that, that quickly. But I met with him and I said, you know what's the problem that you, or the mistake that you're making in this process, and it's very similar to what Anthony was saying there, is you're not practicing at the top of your license. And that's a term that's often used amongst doctors that when you get into a field, it's easy to become distracted by a lot of the different opportunities that come your way. But what are you compensated for? What are you certified to do? There's a specific set of tasks that you specialize in or that you're certified in that bring you the greatest ROI. And so I think people often get caught up in the little shiny objects when they're not crystal clear on their vision as a result of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, I definitely could see that being something that, you know, is, is relevant here as well. So it's like, man, if, if you find yourself getting into a new space and, and this is where you got to be careful because there's a lot of advice on the internet about just taking action, just taking action, but action not taken in context is extremely dangerous. And by that, I mean, it's not just about moving. It's about moving at the right time based on the right information that is right for you. And so taking taking the opportunity to plan and set yourself and just know what's most authentic for what you're about to do. That makes a difference, man, because if you, you know, take three steps forward, but you got to come back five steps to correct all the mistakes that you made. It's like, man, what, what was the point of that? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, it, and understanding the vision really sets the tone for everything else. So which goes to the second mistake where when you don't know the vision, you're just going to put out every single thing. So uh, Alex said, said this about that. I mean, I would say first and foremost, when I very, when I first started making videos, I talked about a lot of different things. Like I talked about what I was excited about that day, what I thought was hot topic, what, you know, things that were interesting to me on a personal level. 
And I'm not saying you can't weave those things in there because I think that's important to showcase and connect with humans as human beings. You need to connect with people. And so it's not like you never want to share personal stories and that kind of stuff. You do strategically. But if you talk about everything, if you talk about 10 to 20 to 30 different topics, the problem is you're not standing out as a subject matter expertise in your area and you're not really building a brand around that one thing. So this one hits because as humans, because we're personal brands, like we're going to have gifts to do a lot of things. We want, we have hobbies, we have passions. We want to show the world that, but that kind of stops us from growing and building a deeper connection with our followers because they don't know what to follow. They're like, we haven't built that trust yet for them to like everything we do. So when he's talking about it from like a subject, uh, subject matter expert, I'm looking at it more as how can I just build your trust? If I do one thing and not saying that's the only thing I do, but if I, if I do one thing and I'm showing you everything about that and you undeniably are saying, yo, Nikki is dope for this. Moose is dope for this. Anything else that we may do, you're like, well, if they have proven stats over here, of course they, they're going to be good over here too. Because I already build that trust with you off of the one thing. That doesn't mean I'm going to stay boxed in on the one thing. But when we go to, to these social media pages, we don't want the brand confusion. We don't want your whole brain on a channel. We want one thing at first and then slowly introduce us to all the other things or allow that to be more for a community exclusive rather than, uh, I don't really know, like I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at all these other things. This is why we hear about niching down and not niching down from, I want to keep you in a box. I only want you to do that one thing and be an expert at that one thing. No, I want you to build trust. I want, people to look at you and say, I know they do this well. I can follow them on the other ventures that they have going on. We look at Gary V. Gary V went in on entrepreneurship, in on, on positivity, so that when he has different ventures, different uh, events, we're like, falls in line with who he is and he's trying out different things. And I support it because he's given so much value to us. Same thing with, with ET. He speaks, we know him as a speaker, but when he drops a book, yeah, for sure. When he does the flight assessment, right? Extreme execution. Sure. Why not? When he does, uh, the UOU mastermind, Sure. Why not? Because we trusted him with one thing and he never steered us wrong. So there shouldn't be a reason why he would steer us wrong in these other things. So when we're looking at branding ourselves and creating the content, what is the trust that we're trying to build with our audience and doing it in, in that kind of manner and just showing that and then slowly 
showing everything else, right? Um, next up is, is how do I want to put this? Because this is a huge mistake people make when it comes to branding ourselves, which is I got the logo, I got the website, I have a brand. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Most small businesses don't build brands. They create visuals. Here's what they do. They design a logo, create a website, create some social pages, and wait for business to come to them. Here's what successful brands do. They define their audience, they analyze the competition, define their difference, they craft their communication, and they mobilize their message. Hmm. Man, that's crazy. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of when I first started in business. And uh, that's exactly how I started. I'm just being super transparent. That's exactly my method. I was like, oh, I have an idea. I'm passionate about this idea. This is what I want to do. So what do I, where do I start? You get a logo, <laughs> you follow that exact step and you just wait for customers. And I remember, uh, shout out, shout out to Kansas, man. We were in Game Changers back in 2017. And it was the first pretty much class of speakers that went into training, ET's training program about, you know, becoming a speaker. And one time early in the, in the program too, he said, you're not in the business of speaking. You're in the business of marketing your speaking services. Mm. And I was like, man, that's, that's silly. I, I don't think that makes sense. I'm just going to focus on speaking. That's, that's the business that I'm in. I'm in the speaker business. I'm not in that business. And I got to say, that's one thing that's aged very well because some seven years later, I'm like, damn, dude was right all along. You really are in the business of marketing your services, not just doing the thing that you're in. Now, again, I think the mistake comes in from you're passionate about something, you're excited to do it. You just want to be able to do that and only that. And then you don't realize that and, and shout out to, uh, again, a documentary for that. And, and Mike Tyson was quoted in that saying, if you don't get butts in the seats, you don't eat. And it's like, that's, that's, that's what it's about. That's the name of the game. It's about capturing people's attention, explaining the value to them. And that's where those statistics come into play. So I got I to gotta tell you that today, even what we share with community members around how to take the approach, everything is centered around starting with research around that target demographic not so much the thing that you want to sell them. Because if your idea is a great idea, but it's not a sellable idea, it's not the greatest idea. It's mm. something you enjoy, right? It's some, or, or something you're really good at, but is it sellable? And again, this is where people start to dislike entrepreneurship and you know business because it starts to take the path of money and you have to think about dollars and cents, but you can't really monetize your gift or your craft if you're not thinking that way, how do I capture people's attention and either create the desire or I have to find some statistics ahead of time that that prove to me that this is a sellable solution so that there's a marketplace that's available for it already? Yeah, I blame I blame social media and just media in general of why we think branding is visual and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so much more. And what I love about what they said at the end, they broke down a strategy, right? Always having a strategy with your brand because you can show people what it is, 
But if they don't know how it makes them feel, they don't, if it doesn't burn inside of their mind, there's not, there's not a brand. So the fact that they broke it down in that way is really dope. But when we have a strategy, here comes to the next mistake of what we do wrong when we actually do have a strategy. The final and biggest thing that we see is giving up on strategies and tactics way too soon. It takes time for any marketing strategy to gain traction and produce results. If you abandon a strategy too quickly, you'll never be able to see the full potential of your marketing efforts. Now, of course, he talked about it from a marketing side. I'm also going to talk about it from a branding side of we it, what reminds me and and Isaiah, if for the video experience, find that uh, that guy that's hitting the the uh the the ground and like all, for stops in the middle oh, yeah. and is not just shy right by yeah with all the gold and the diamonds mm. and, and and like just stops right there real brands take time content that actually works takes time all right of course we have our outliers of some people will come out and all of a sudden blow up, right? That's actually more rare than common. And so when we have a strategy, we have to stick with it. We can't just say, I'm gonna stick with it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. So really successful strategies sometimes take years, right? Especially when it comes to educating our audience of what this brand is about, what this brand is about to do, what kind of impact is about to create, what kind of transformation is about to give to you. That takes some time. So you have to show different, uh, show, show your brand in different ways, whether it's different content formats from a uh, video, audio, picture, written standpoint, from a personality standpoint, where we're talking about Maybe I have to go extremely direct to you. Maybe I have to make you feel safe. Maybe I have to make you feel included. Maybe I have to go super into the details. Maybe I have to go in those, those ways. Maybe I have to be more visual. What are the different visuals that I have to do? There's, this all takes time and a lot of experimenting and, and just testing and if you don't have the patience, do not have a brand. If you do not have true dedication and commitment to the process, then I would say just continue to stay as a consumer. You may get some uh, quick wins here and there, but for a lasting brand, the strategy is important and to stay the course with the strategy is um, everything, okay? Everything. Now, for our last mistake, right? And shout out to Moose for giving me this one because I thought this was fire, is if we are leaving the strategy too quickly, we have to understand that this is a long-term situation. And sometimes we forget that part. Branding is a long-term game. And a lot of young people don't understand this. So they treat branding like it's marketing. It's not the same thing. Marketing, branding, and sales 
are very different disciplines. Secondly, branding never stops. You're constantly working on it. Let's talk about the VT brand, right? So I have an entire team working on the brand. I hope you get the sense, it's not just me. I've got a whole team that works on just what I look like on stage. Branding is a long arc. I love drinking tea and coffee. I'm never on stage without a cup of coffee. You would have seen me on stage today, I had a cup of coffee. It's part of my brand, because I'm a coffee guy. So as a consequence, we're launching a VT coffee brand called Hello Family. Now, why Hello Family? Because if you ever listen to my podcast, I started by saying, hello, You do that all the time, yeah. Right. Reminds me of our intro. I, I got to come out with something that says what's popping now. Great. Yeah. yeah. It remind, <laughs> I was going to say, it reminds me of our intro. What up, y'all? Yeah. 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 Super consistent. No, I, I, I came across this clip and I said, man, that's, that's so good because, you know, to your point about giving up on a strategy too soon, typically when you're going, growing through the ranks of building your brand or growing as a business person, you make the mistake of thinking that branding is a logo. And then you start to figure out that it's not, you get your ways going and then you commit to something and you're saying, okay, I got it. I got my branding and my marketing. I said, whoa, no, 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 no. They're actually two different things. So it, it feels almost discouraging that you have to relearn that lesson of what's the difference between the two. But I love how he breaks it down because you know, to me, I just converted it, converted it to Branding is what you're known for. Marketing is the act of capturing attention. And sales is converting that attention into customers, right? Mm. To be able to, like, like literally, they all feel the same because marketing is usually the closest thing to sales. Branding is not an instant thing. It's a long-term effect, but it usually has the greatest ROI because when you have a really, really good brand, you don't have to market as much. And that's the right. truth. And that's why we see, you know, brands like Apple and Nike still at the top of the top when it comes to really, really good brands because they have built such a rapport with us. They've, they've built such trust with us. They have a relationship with their consumers that when they release a new product, yes, they'll market it. But you have an interest, a desire to pay, to transact with them the sales portion of it because of how well they have continued to, you know, build that relationship. And of course, let you, they stay consistent for what they stand for. I should say that too. You know, I think that's, um, that's what comes to mind when I think about those two. Yeah. I, I, it's so important to know the difference between branding and marketing. And I love that you brought it, the way that you broke down branding, marketing sales is so true. And we get confused because we think the marketing is the brand. Our content is the brand. Our logo is the brand. The website is the brand. You know, um, even our messaging is the brand, but it's the feeling that we give the people. That's the brand. And they see us. What do they think? That's the brand, right? When they see our colors, do they think of us? Right? When they hear a certain tone, a certain phrase, do they think of you? That's, that's how we are. Like, I love how he said it with, you know, hello family. Like he got it from the podcast. He made it into a product, some things, and it could be that simple. What are we saying? What are we doing all the time that then we could flip it into a revenue stream, mm -hmm. right? What are you wearing all the time that then 
can possibly turn into a revenue stream. What are you saying? What are you doing that people connect you like, yo, when are you coming out with this? Cool. That's something that you have to consider because you've branded it so well. You have to come out with something like that. And, and I think we we don't look close enough, maybe, maybe because we're too close to it, right. where the, some of our our brands, because we are the brand, but some of the, our, our other brands that we can launch is right on the things that we do on a daily basis that we are not even thinking about or considering. Yeah. So I like, I like that. Uh, I like the, how he's, he said that and, and even got me think in even putting a, an extra importance to the personal brand. He has a whole team that just worries about his brand, right? How he looks those different parts. Oh, you saying this cool. Let's come out with a whole company. That's mm -hmm. but like the importance of team is, is so, so like we, we mention it all the time, but the team is everything when it comes to your personal brand too, even though it's a personal brand and that's one person. I do want to stress that a successful personal brand has a team and let's not, that wasn't the, the point of that video, but that's something that you also should get out of that one too. So yeah, those are the top five mistakes to avoid as a personal brand. Now we got the question of the day, which I kind of, I kind of set it up with the team one. I kind of set it up yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I kinda, yeah, no, I it's mean, right there. It's right, right there. there. So, so y'all love the, uh, oh, and I got, I'm, I'm going to talk about the winner. I'm going to talk about the winner from the last uh, question of the day that we had. But you guys like the question of the day so much that we're going to run it back. Not the same one, but Moose got a really dope question of the day that we're going we gonna to answer. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is strong team or brilliant ideas or idea. Let me say that again. Strong team. Or brilliant idea. What's more important for brand and business success? So is it having a really, really good idea and then looking for the team and gathering the people to help you build and scale that idea? Or is it better when it comes to business and brand success to first get the team, have the people in place? Maybe you work together to come up with the idea. So yeah, Nick, I'm actually curious your thoughts on this one because you are a brilliant idea person. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I don't know which one you're going to go with here. I struggle with this one. Uh, the reason why I say that is because uh, a team with no idea is just a group of people chilling, right? Mm, wow. Uh, just hanging. An idea with no team is just a dream. Like the, you can't do anything without the other. So I like strong team. Great. You could execute on anything, but what's the direction? 
Mm. Like without the idea, you cannot break it down into tangible action steps that you now delegate to the team. So you just have people chilling, looking at each other like, I am strong. I'm great. We could we could accomplish anything together. You can. Now what? What? Right. <laughs> okay. So all right, how about this? How about this? Shouldn't every great team have an idea person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's think about the team you're on right now. Mm -hmm. There's a there's at least one great idea person. And that's what yeah. makes the team great. Yeah. So so is the team really great if they don't have one great idea person? So, okay, no, because see, there's different different things that make a great team. So the ideas person isn't only the thing that, that I wouldn't say controls, but contributes deeply to a great team. It's funny. I was reading this book. Uh, it was like the six working genius or something like that. I'm going to try to find it. It's, it's in my audible. We'd be giving y'all books and documentaries all day. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all right. understand this. The Six Types of Working Genius. Have you read that book? Mm -mm. It's interesting. So uh, you should, especially since uh, it'll kind of go hand in hand with the flight assessment, flightassessment.com, for those people who don't know what I'm talking about. But um, they say that there's six types of working genius, right? One, uh, wonder, in invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement, and tenacity, right? So there should be a person, according to this book, there should be a person that their genius is one of these things to make a complete strong team, right? So there has to be somebody who is wondering and asking all the questions. So the person who comes up with the idea is cool, but... That's the same person who's not going to probably see it all the way through to execution. That's real. That's the same person who's not going to ask all the right questions to see if it is even feasible at this moment. Right? So that's why I say, like, yes, the idea is important, but if you don't have the team that flushes it all the way through, it means nothing. So even when you look at the team of, okay, do you need somebody who who actually has the idea? Yeah, you do. That's one component of the team, but you need somebody who also uh, gathers everybody up to mm -hmm. do the, to, to figure out the idea. You have one person that thinks of all the details of it, that the, the one who's super supportive that's another person. Like, you, there's so many things of a, a team that I'm like, as much as of an ideas person that I am, right? And I, I feel that the world revolves around ideas and everything like that. I know I am nothing without a person who pokes holes at it. And I'm not, I'm nothing without the person who supports and makes sure that it is done in the way that the vision is said. And then there's is nothing compared to the person who quality checks that joint. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. So is that I to say, I was gonna say you thought you thought I was gonna say something else? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think you were gonna. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to go there. No, I th- I thought because I know you to be an idea person, but mm-hmm. I also know you to be a super loyal to team person. Like you know, you you're like super out for your team, which is cool. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one. I'm I'm curious to know which way, you know, you were I'm gonna neither. go. So yeah, I'm neither. Yeah, that's, I, I'm I'm that's why I said I was torn because. Like, I'm, I'm, you can't do anything without an idea. You need mm-hmm. the idea. But. Yeah. I that, think, I think for me, I, I feel like I've been, I've been each of those in different seasons, but right now I'm definitely more of the great idea focus. Although it's, it's channeled through a team. So it's easier to think of great ideas when you have a team, right? Because you can bounce your ideas off of the team, similar to what you said, someone who's poking mm-hmm. holes at it. So like bouncing your idea off of a team, I think definitely makes your idea more complete and it seems achievable. So it's not to say one without the other, but I'm, I'm definitely just speaking from my personal experience right now. I've, I've, I was listening to a, a video on YouTube and just to sum it up, it was saying, how can you, let's say you want to achieve, you want to gain a lot of money. And money is an infinite resource. You can achieve, the, I mean, the, they print that stuff. There's millions and gazillions of it all over the place. But you choose time and hard work, effort to acquire money. Those are both limited resources. Everyone's going to run out of time eventually. Everyone has limited energy because eventually we need to stop to rest, right? It's like, let's just take it in a single day's time. So it was, the question was asked, so what... What resource or what input is infant that would allow you to also get infant outcomes, right? The money that you want. And the answer was your imagination. It was like, yo, that's the thing that you could just create ideas to essentially do that. I said, yo, that's so true. Like, I've never thought about that because I'm so black and white. I'm, I'm so tangible. I try to be very strategic and analytical with everything that I'm doing that you never really use that. I don't know what side of the brain. Is it the left side, the right? I don't know. Whatever, whatever side the creative side of the brain is on, you don't use that as much. And so I found myself now in this season, just really thinking about, okay, how can I do the stuff that I heard Nikki talk about sometime with the meditation and the, and I, I just wanted dream and, and do stuff. So I'm like, yes, I'm kind of in that season right now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a great idea. I'm in the great idea season right now. Yeah. But so, so first off, shout out to you. That That's not, not next thing I'm saying is not going to downplay anything you just said. Cause that's fire that you're in idea mode. Cause you're definitely in a poke holes seat. There was a Always, poke hole yeah. season, right? For a long time. Don't, yeah. don't ever go in that season. Don't go to him with ideas. Cause he'd be like, Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the double hmm, though. Right, 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 right. Because it's a good idea. So yeah. if, if you only hear one hmm, it's not that good of an idea. It's He's going to go good. in. Yeah. He's already right. processed of, of all the things that shouldn't go. But if he goes hmm twice or like there's a longer pause, he's yeah, really thinking idea. of how to like, okay, I really got to come back with a counter. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so he was yeah. he was good at that and made you really uh, assess your idea. So it's definitely, the, his season of that is definitely needed for somebody who is a strong ideas person because strong ideas people think their ideas are like perfect each time, okay? You, you, can't, you can't tell me this idea is in fire because it came to me in this way. And he's like, hmm, okay. So have you considered, not saying it's a bad idea, but have you considered yes. that? Da, 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 and I'm like, man, if you don't what be a quiet, start. golly. What a start. First say, <laughs> really dope idea. Like, he's one of those people you need validation from. Like, to say it was dope. No, 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 it was. It was, it was, a, like it was a good idea. I like that. Was. I mean, so, but back to what I was saying, I went super sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> Super sidetrack. Just but, to give y'all an example, of right? What just the give you an example, maybe, right? Yeah. But I will say this: so I'm, I fear not you. I fear people who are not ideas people to come up with ideas and try to execute on it. I, I and I'm, I'm going to speak on a transparent moment. No names, but if you understand this, cool, right? So there's somebody I love who had a feeling about something, right? And was like, I'm going to do an event, right? And I'm like, great, when? Two months, what? Oh, shoot, I, I know this person. Right, right. I know this person. You don't wanna think this one out? If I don't do this now, I'll never do it. We just got to fail forward. And you know, I'm in the season of the hell you won't fail forward. Like, this is not, can we stop doing this? Can we stop being in this season of we just got to do it and just fix it? Okay. So here I am now being the person who pokes holes. Mm. Okay. Just because, right, right, right. Just because. I just came from InvestFest, and though that wasn't my event, there was a booth that was involved that I dropped a lot of situations because I didn't think of certain details. Situations so, as in money? As in, as in money, as in certain things just not being executed as the way it needed to be. Like, hmm. not, not solely just money, but like, I had a vision, yeah, and it didn't come out the, exactly the way I wanted it to be. And and I blame me because I there you. was, I didn't think it all the way through, right? How long so was I that go, planning process for that? That uh, was months. That was four, four months, four or five oh, wow. months, right? Okay. So, and I thought that was long. Now I'm like, if we're thinking about doing this again, we're going to think about it top of the year situation. Like, mm -hmm. if it's going to stay in August, we're thinking of this in January. We're going to think eight months out, right? Yeah. So, cool. Um, I said, you know what? Okay, what about the person who's going to check everybody in? What about the person who is going to seat the people? What about the people who are going to sell merch? What, who's in charge of the experience? Who's going to be in charge of being? Who are all these? Are, have you thought about this? Mm. Like... Like, 
you're thinking of you're solely thinking talent <laughs> now. But have you yeah. thought about all these different things? One of the things that I learned from being on Traps tour is the importance of volunteers. If this is going to Very be important. your first event, who's going to volunteer? Are, are are you just assuming people are going to like what do so like great idea amazing idea but who the, who's the strong team yo do you need help no i'm good oh you hmm. are okay Wes. okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to tell you yeah. um so that's why i i i'm torn because to sit there and say that's not a good idea it's a great yeah. idea but now, the strong but me, team is needed let me let me let me kind of give my uh my final words a little early right oh because and and it's, it's actually right in line with this because i'm 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 naturally a planner i'm a super mm -hmm. planner mm -hmm. and I, th I think I finally super matured in my planning, super duper planner. And I've matured in my planning because I realized that a really, really great plan allows you to take immediate action. A good or a poor plan, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go there. A good or a poor plan, when you finish a good or a poor plan, you know what you have to do more of? Mm. More planning. It's like, no, hold on a second, buddy. If you just you were just in the planning process, mm -hmm. and you fin and you quote unquote finish the plan, why do you need to do more planning? Because it's a bad plan. So is that a the meeting plan, of a meeting? Is that the meeting of a meeting? Yeah, it's like oh, we just had a meeting. All right, so let's meet again to talk about what we met mm. about. So it's like so that's a bad plan. So bad so plan. to me, I realized yeah, yeah. So to me, I realized just as a, as I've matured in my planning that a good, a great plan isn't a great plan unless it allows you to be clear on what your immediate action is. So now, just to your point about this idea, you know what's a close second, and sometimes it even comes first before an idea, mm -hmm. is timelines. Mm -hmm. So I have notifications on my phone that ring probably three, four months in advance. And just for the business that we're in, it makes sense. It's a, it's a reasonable timeline. Start preparing for Black Friday. That's an important season for us, right? The Black Friday, yeah. it's, so we have those listed out. I even got so deep into my plan this year where I said all of the holidays in which we can actually release a product, let's mark those out for, the, for all of next year. So next Labor Day. Next Black Friday, you know, next Valentine's Day. That's, believe it or not, a holiday that we can release product on. Mm -hmm. So I, what I'm trying to say is a really good idea also isn't good if there isn't, I don't want to say realistic, but there aren't reasonable timelines attached to it. That's and good. that's a part of the plan. That's, that's like idea and, you know, uh, planning coming together to, to make something very tangible for people. So good. I go, I go to Aaron all the time with uh, my idea and I go, this is not right now. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you this. how I move right now is all because of trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this not right now? 
let me know when it is possible within this year or maybe next year. That's how I'm looking at things. I'm like, yo, I got this really fire idea. Let me know when this is possible, right? And he'll give me a time frame and I'll raise it a little bit sooner because I know who I'm working with, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm working yeah, with a brilliant. very cautious, like, brilliant. this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. in three years. Praise God. Yeah. Three years. Can we do this in a year and a half? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is it possible? If it is not. Like you're at an auction. Let me raise right, you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Let me raise you. But, yeah. but it, because that is because one, I done the, here's an idea. Let's go right now. I've mm-hmm. done that personally. Uh, and I've always had to go back yeah. and either have my team clean it up or me personally clean it up. And two, I've been on the team that has been hurry up and go and has drained the crap out of me. Right. So now I'm like, great idea. Who's here to, to do it. If there Mm. is no one is a, it's a great idea that needs to be canned. Right. Bring it up when they, you have the right situation. I don't know. That's just, that's just me. That's that's good. We got to save some of this for the after show. Cause this is, this is dope. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Go get the after show, people. It's a Apple podcast. It is the all access uh, squad. Go get the, the after show. The after show is, is fire. And uh, go follow us everywhere. How about that? Follow us Come everywhere. Um, but like I said, we want to announce the winner of last week. Okay. Because one of y'all only paid attention and did exactly what we asked. Wow. Okay? One of y'all. So, uh, Fire Life, and that's uh, F-I-Y-A-H-L-I-F-E. Okay? You went on episode 153's uh, YouTube video, right? And you put... A thousand dollars to start an online coaching slash podcast business. And you broke it down into five hundred dollar ads, one hundred and fifty Zoom, one hundred and twenty Canva, one hundred dollars of cloud and storage, fifty dollars of TubeBuddy, fifty dollars of haircut Mm. uh, and thirty dollars of the domain and custom email. You were the only one that paid attention to do it in the actual YouTube video, so you win the $500 from us. Wow. So what I'm going to need you to do, I'm going to need you to do, there's two ways you could do this, okay? Either you email me personally, right? Nikki at DeeperThanTheBrand.com, and we'll make sure that gets out to you. Or you DM the Instagram, right? Nikki and Moose, DM uh, us over there say hey I am me and take a screenshot and this is what I need you to do take a mm-hmm. screenshot of your back end of the YouTube channel that you commented because you could screenshot the actual YouTube channel and right. you'd be fraud okay so I'm gonna need some back end proof that this is your channel okay some so uh, yeah 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 L- wait let me see hold on hold on let me see if you actually have a channel you have 
309 subscribers as I'm speaking. So you have a YouTube studio that Active. only you can access. So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to see that. Let me see the YouTube nice. studio vibes. Um, but congratulations on that. Uh, follow, like I said, follow us everywhere. And uh, Moose, final words. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, real quick. Wait, so wait. literally, that's the only person who did it like the at all? Only, the only one that paid, that that listened to the right directions. There were some people who went into DMs and things like that. Uh, but the only person that paid attention and said, hey, I'm going to do this. On on the comments, like Nikki and Moose said, yeah, one person. All right, here's my final words. Yikes. Uh, my second final words. Uh, it pays to pay attention, y'all. It pays to pay attention. You feel like literally, it pays to pay attention. You know, if you uh, were listening to this episode or you listened to the last episode, you missed out on $500 just for simply overlooking easy instruction. So there you go. It pays to pay attention. Keep that in your back pocket.